the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Start Start your your engines. Race fans, you are tuning into the only motorsports show in San Diego. Your host, Dave Stahl, and the racing school teacher, Brittany Sandoval, are taking you to the green flag, covering everything from your top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Strap in. It's Checkers and Wreckers on Racer Radio. All right, folks. Welcome to Racer Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This hour is brought to you by... Southwest Point of Sale. If you got a business that you're having a little issue keeping your cashiers, Southwest Point of Sale's got a fix. Self-checkout. Walmart does it. Home Depot does it. And so does Costco. What's the bonus? Hey, they'll come out and take a look. And if your system works their system, you can get a complete system for less than you'd pay for a cash register. And you can do things in-house or off, out off your phone. Over 150 years of experience. And here's the kicker. When you're open, they're open. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. They will always call you back, and they'll fix it as quickly as possible. 1-800-540-2149. And San Diego Gear and Axle. Anything under your vehicle, that could be fixed. Steve is the man. Two-wheel, four-wheel, all-wheel. All can be done. He's located at 1488 Pioneer Road. He does drag cars, circle cars, dirt cars, you name it. Like I said, if there's an undercarriage, he can fix it. Go to stgearaxle.com. And last but not least, Black Forest Motorsports, Porsche, Mini, and BMW, dealer alternative. Or if you want to go racing, slap a number on your car. They've got 40 years' experience of winning trophies for you and themselves. So check him out at blackforest.com. I should tell Michael Schwartz we got another Indian food eater. Mm. You like it too? I love Indian food. My dad does too. My well, mom's coming around with it too. Yeah. It's delicious. Sog well, paneer, no, my favorite. No, it is not. Yeah, it's delicious. No, 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 no. Well, you don't like hot stuff. It just not. It smells funny. Well, I will say if you go into see, a restaurant, see, see, you come out smelling see, like it. See, yeah. see what our look guest. Look at what you did. Yeah, 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 yeah look yeah. at him. <laughs> Who's our guest? Well, Well, we have some regulars. If our listeners are regulars themselves, they know that Michael Lewis Minus One and Ollie have been in studio quite a few times. Um, Thank you, because Michael Lewis has set us up with a living legend. Legend. Uh, Listeners, try to guess who it is. I'll drop you a couple hints, and then I will introduce... Uh, magic number 974. That would be on nearly a thousand first place finishes. Pro. Pro. Finishes. Thank you. That is, that is a clarification that needed to be heard. Thank you, Michael. Um, part of the Cajon Zone, because SoCal represented all over. Uh-huh. He's only 15. <laughs> no, uh, no. Hey, he's um, laughing. He liked uh, it. Um, <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, he's much wiser than a 15-year-old. Uh, two more hints. Let's see. Um, 
Oh, well, that one we'll give it away to. Oh, I'm going to give you a real good one. I don't need no stinking goggles. Not that he said that, but he raced in his prescription glasses. Well, how else and, is he going to see? I know, right? <laughs> and yeah. um, he's believed to have run more laps in Carlsbad than any other rider in the track's history. Two wheel or four wheel? Two. Okay. Please welcome the legend, Radical Ron Turner. Ta-da. Man, when they said you were coming on radio, boy, you were all over social media when she announced that, just so you'll know. I think Michael announced that. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I think it was. Yes. My my pleasure. My honor. Yeah. Well, it's awesome because I told my parents several weeks ago, and they're like, what? (laughs) Radical Ron Turner? Yeah. And a couple other people I'll share with. So but. I guess we need to ask Ron first. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Second, what's up with the radical? <laughs> Did you uh, give it to yourself? <laughs> not normally. Not. Yeah. No, an announcer actually at Orange County Fairgrounds was. I was there racing, and he started calling me radical. Yeah. Way back. Did you know why he was calling you radical? Uh, you know, just all over the place. <laughs> 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 you know, you turn the throttle on and bounce off of whatever you got. So, what year did you start racing? I started racing in 1969. Okay. All right. the way through the 90s? All the way, and still even up to like five years ago. Okay. Pro still? No. Okay, no. but no. through the 90s, was through that pro? The, the 90s, I retired from the racing circuit, traveling the circuit, and, right. and you know, making the money at it. And Who, stuff. Who'd you race for? I rode for Suzuki. Okay. I rode for uh, Kajiva for a short time. I rode Can-Ams. I rode Hondas for a short And Yamahas for okay. quite a few years also. And yeah. I was a test rider. Uh. And so I got to, you know, I got a, a job testing. So I got a check in the mail, you know. Every to go month. out and have fun. And then I got paid for what I love to do. So, right. So how, how much more but, fun is that? But when you were a test rider, that had to have its ups and downs. Because let's face it, not every single bike you tested was perfect. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm not going to ask you the manufacturers. I'm right? not going to go that deep because you probably still want to get a Christmas card from the guys. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, okay, we've done this on paper. All right, Ron. Go out and see how it works. Yeah. What was really good about the testing career is that they actually timed every lap whenever they changed something on the motorcycle. Uh, so you so, had to go flat out. Yeah. It was the same scenario all the time. Right. So you had to try to do the same position and, and track so you got the same lap times. Could that be a little stressful? Especially at Carlsbad. Well, yeah, you know, that Any, anything at Carlsbad stressful. And we did a lot of testing at Carlsbad when I was at Suzuki. You know, many laps, a hundred laps a day was our average, wow. and we had timed. You know, it was timed. So, sure. um, you know, and like I say, everything they changed was done by time, right? Mm-hmm. From the tires to the pipes. Yeah, you know? but just, then you had to have the ability to communicate with them. So let's just say they changed the shocks. We'll just make that easy for people to understand. And let's say you made a mistake. You'd have to come in and say, okay, maybe we need to do that lap one more time because I made a mistake. Uh, Otherwise, you give them bad bad information. Correct. Right? Correct. So yes. did you find that hard to do or was it pretty easy to do? You know, I mean, I lucked out. I got into it early in the testing, so I was real precise with mm. my times and really good 
consistent. Mm-hmm. So that's what they liked about. That's why they hired. That's me. That's why they hired you because I was consistent, and anything they could change, I could tell them the different right. power bands, ah. the different, the, the different shock, the different you know where it was uh, rebound or right. uh, preload, anything, any dampening or wow. any adjustments they could they could do was um, you know precise. Right. So that I had good results all the time consistently, which made me a, a good test rider. Well, yeah, so, it, you're a very valuable, you know, valuable uh, you know, part of the program because somebody's got to do it, right? Right. And it was neat getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Cool. It's like the old saying, hey, if you're getting paid for what you're doing and you're having fun doing it. It's not a job. Yeah. It's not a job. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so who got you into motorcycles? Well, um, actually, my cousins raced early. Okay. And, and my mom said, there's no way I'm having a motorcycle. Oh. And, of course not. Wow. And so I'd go sneak out with my cousins, and they'd let me ride. <laughs> and they would make bets with their buddies because I would jump farther or do more than See, any of their buddies. The when did mom ever around. find this out? Uh, actually, well, she she got me. I got in trouble at school, you know, and so mom said, uh and she wouldn't let me have a motorcycle. Period. So, no way. And my stepfather actually stopped on the way home one day and bought me and my brother new motorcycles. No. And he probably slept on the couch for quite some time. But see, if your mom would have been smart, she'd have got you the motorcycle. And you wouldn't have gotten in trouble in school because mm, you would have taken the bike away, right? And, and she had to do that one time, and yeah. that was it. That would have been it. That <laughs> That's what Dave it. talks about all the time. All the, I yep. says, you want to get Because we interview a lot of kids in this in, on this show, mm-hmm. and every single one of them is a straight-A student. Right. And it's because the parents will take whatever it is you're racing away. So when you first went out with your cousins and realized, ooh, yeah, ooh, this is it. Uh, there's nothing like it. Right. Nothing in the world like it. And I've done a bunch of different things and everything, Uh but there's nothing like the dog don't need to go to the groomer. The bills don't need to be paid. (laughs) You're free. It's a, it's a whole different, different world, you know, and racing, you know, I mean, I didn't race the very first. We just went to the desert, but but then we started racing and that was, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Isn't that great when you got that feeling? I mean, because, you know, people hear people talk about it all the time. You know, most of them have never experienced that that luck. And that's exactly what it is. Right place, right time. But a lot of it had to do with you, your personality, your communication skills, how well can you work with others. Because you probably, yeah, and you probably know a racer out there or two that's a little bit of an egomaniac and can't work with anybody. Yeah, Maybe a, one or two. There might be a couple out there. Yeah, there might be. They're not. They didn't race for very long, yeah. but and, and they're still good. You know, it's all part of the history and the guys that yeah. you know. Look at El Cajon. There's so many uh-huh. professional racers came from came El Cajon. From Cajon yeah, yeah, you're uh, absolutely right. You know, we uh, grew up with all the Martys and yeah. the Brocks and the Rickies I and know. all the all know, of them. We yes. all. I have a. She's got most of them coming in on radio. After yeah. the break, we'll have to look at a few messages I might have received from some of those. Okay. So gentlemen. is uh, Barona calling in? I don't think so, but I do want to make an announcement. Okay. We're going to take a... <laughs> I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Racer Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> 
right, folks. Welcome back to Racer Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Segment brought to you by El, El Cajon Ford. We're nobody. Absolutely nobody treats you better. El Cajon Ford's over there at uh, 1595 East Main Street in El Cajon. They even moved their used cars back to the main dealership, which is really convenient for you, the customer. ElcajonMotors.com, ElcajonMotors.com. Inventory has been resolved. He's got Broncos, F-150s, you name it, Rangers. They're all out there. Go out and take a look at a very, very high-end used car collection. If it doesn't pass uh, El Cajon Ford, it goes to the auction. Plus, they'll work on any car out there. And they support Barona Circle Track, and we can't thank them enough. Yes, dear. And Barona's racing. And our sign hopefully will be ready yep. by yep. this coming weekend. Yes, this weekend, July 21st, 22nd. But you have a correction. Oh, well, we'll just read who is going to be racing oh. that And then day. people can figure out yes, the rest. Yes, So, anywho, uh, it's a two-day show. So, right. listeners, if you want to go out for two days, or maybe just one, I'm going to probably go Friday to watch, uh, July... 21st and 22nd gates open for the racers i believe at noon here's who is racing imca modified imca sport mods imca stock cars imca hobby stocks imca sport compacts pure stocks as well as the junior drivers the mini dwarfs and the junior sprints who that is who is racing and you're referring to the clarification that dwarfs were not added, although it was... But we thought they were. Yeah, the last two weeks it was mentioned. and uh, That takes a little pressure off of you. It takes a lot of pressure off of me because I had to send my belts out to get recertified. So, <laughs> Oh, you did? <laughs> I was hoping, yeah. Yeah, every two years you need oh, new belts or okay. recertification. So I'd been planning for a couple months. Hey, I got the month off. This is when this I'm going to send them out. Work. Yeah, so I send them out. I'm like, please, actually, I hope we're not racing. <laughs> How long do they come back? It says three weeks, so it should be enough turnaround time. Okay, good. Yeah, so it should be. I think I planned. Okay, so back to our guest. Yes, Radical Ron Turner. I had some messages, if you wouldn't mind. Go right I would ahead. like to share. All right. Since so they couldn't be here. Uh, well, one is in Sweden. Care to guess who that is? I no. Don't they hate that when she, she loves <laughs> Lars Larson? Oh, Lars! Yeah, oh. I let Lars know that you were coming in uh. studio, and um, here is what he had to say. He said, "Tell R R T, Radical Ron Turner, hi from me, and ask him this: Is he the guy with the all-time wins at CMC?" I am. Yeah, care to tell our listeners what that is? First, what CMC? Yeah, CMC is Continental Motorsport motorcycle club okay and it's southern california uh, Stu peters and the peters family started this mm-hmm. and i don't know exactly when you know but um i won a lot of races there mm-hmm. and um it, it they've kind of faded away now you know because just tracks so, and somebody's yeah. got to carry the torch yeah so they um you know, now there's no more CMC. There's a lot of clubs, AME sure. and AMC, different clubs that's gone out. But to at the, the past. time, it was the premier yeah. motocross mm-hmm. uh, series in Southern California. Right. And they've presented a plaque. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Humble over here is what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Cause exactly. If he, could you tell our listeners to put it in perspective what that number might be there, RRT? Well, 
1990, CMC presented me with a plaque with 500 professional wins. <laughs> okay, right? And, and <laughs> like, CMC. One series I'm alone. Like looking and at him CMC. going, okay, Mr. Humble, in my head. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So were you still liked in the pits? Oh. Yeah, they love yes. them. Yes, you loves didn't them. really care, no. did? Uh, yeah, uh, and and that's more messages. Did you see that that shrug? Like, uh, this, we're going to have to pull him out of it. That's why Michael <laughs> Lewis is here, and that is why I want to share messages because he is just his actions, his accomplishments speak volumes, but he doesn't. Right. <laughs> so that's why we're here. You're just shy. Um, he's just. It's okay. You are yeah. not once the green flag drops. So there you go. Um, he also had another question. I don't know the answer to. Um, uh, also, did he ever do a full year on AMA Nationals? And if so, what was his highest placing? And then he said, "Greetings to all." I um, I did a couple full years, and all the full years that I did compete i was never out of the top 10 wow. ah. i was and my highest accomplishment was national number six okay okay and, and that's a lot of really and all top riders with all the factory got on a production motorcycle right so it's a big difference and in, in those days too the production bikes were way different than mm-hmm. than the factory bikes. Oh, okay. The factory bikes were all hand-built. They're, you know, and, and I've got to ride a couple of those in my times, and I could, I mean, I could take five seconds off of my lap times. <laughs> and That's a ton of it's time. A big, it's, it's a big difference in those days. It was yeah. the big difference. Do, were you ever a factory rider? Never a factory. Kajiva was probably the closest one. They said it's a factory rider, but it was not a factory bike gotcha you know gotcha. it was a, and my bikes we couldn't get parts for oh. and stuff but i did win the supercross in hawaii on a kajiva which was their first major wow. victory for kajiva awesome so that's good it was a good thing yeah darn good thing i got another message what? if you don't okay. mind this one um, hurry. this one is from marty trunks oh because scott's calling in by oh. the way okay yeah um he says Tell him he was too radical and fast for me. God bless Ron Turner. <laughs> did, Marty did you keep Marty on his toes? Uh, Marty was a good guy. I remember when I first met him with Sierra and El Cajon and stuff. And we, Marty was a factory rider at right. that time and I wasn't. And But he was, him and his dad was good to me and stuff yeah. and everything. So I, I looked at Marty a lot. I learned a lot. You know, people talk about, you know, standing on your foot pegs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Marty did it way yep. before anybody. Sure. And, you know, I learned some of that, too. And plus, I stood on my foot pegs and I sat farther back on my seat than really? a lot of people. So I had a different riding style, which people have gave me, you know, hardships over it in the times. But and, and Well, and that's where the radical probably came from. You know? yeah. Yeah. Get it. I think the radical came from the fact that Ron showed up on a 125, a 250, and a 500, won three classes every night. <laughs> Yeah, that's where the radical came from. That's probably a good point. That's a, um, I I had read that um, if there was a purse, you were going to raise that class. <laughs> it had money in it. Isn't that why you were there? That's why I was there. I needed uh, groceries. <laughs> yeah, the bonus. The bonus was having fun on the bike. Right, but, but the real reason you were there. 
Just to put something in the piggy bank. Yeah. And the funny thing is, when he talks about the money, he doesn't say the purse. He says, my money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my money. I think we call that a motivator. <laughs> you got to have something at the end of the... You know, that, that, Otherwise, it's a long drive home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Who else you got? I got another message. Now, these two um, were not delivered to you. Um, I I found them on a forum, and I thought they, they both stuck out. So are you okay with this, Dave? I'm You're fine. just sitting I'm back re- looking. They're just interesting I'm ones. I'm relaxing. Um, this is – so another thing about Radical Ron Turner is you're an instructor, a, a teacher for the more serious writer, correct? I, I've done – from beginner to oh, pro guys, okay. mm-hmm. I had a school, a motocross school, and um, when I retired, and I helped a lot of kids, and try to teach them the fundamentals. And then I had a few pro guys also that I worked with, and and I was hard on them, you know, because if there's a short amount of people that's in this business for good, you know, good living, mm-hmm. so you got to work hard. So I worked the guys hard. Yeah. And, and some of the guys, um, you know, some of them appreciated it. Some of them and did, and did well. Yeah. And did well. Is Ricky Johnson one of them? I don't know. They're why, why are they? They're just breathing and smiling. Yeah, I know. On radio, well, there's yeah. no dead air. Well, I, 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 well, I oh, go ahead. Ricky, uh, you know, very young when I met Ricky and stuff, and we grew up in El Cajon, and he's yeah. down the street, and um, I used, to, I ran into him a few times. You know, literally or figuratively, uh, both. both. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad I asked. Yeah, no, but Ricky, you know, I mean, Ricky is a really good. You know, he did really well, and proud of him and everything. But you know, I kind of taught him how to block pass a little bit, oh. and help him, you know, help him along the way when people don't get out of your way. Yeah, because there is a technique. Okay. Yep. So this is from one of your former students. Just so you know. Uh, No name, but it says, when I had the pleasure of taking a three-day lesson from him, being you, RRT, as Lars would say, I was amazed and am to this day of how smooth he was. What are you doing? My picture keeps flopping. I also got to watch him race against Johnny O at a local track back then and gained huge respect watching him go around the O show like he was standing still. Very cool guy. I have some photos of when I was out in California with him. And if I can dig them up, I'll post them. The track he took me to was on the side of a mountain, all natural, amazingly rough, and he rode it like it was asphalt. <laughs> That's a good review. Yeah, But he didn't leave a name? <laughs> okay. No, that's all right. Kind of a weird name. Yeah. Not a formal name. So... I, I just saw that and wanted to bring that it up. It must not work well with radio. <laughs> <laughs> Why? She, she'll tell you at the yeah, break, yeah, I have yes. a sneaky feeling. Yes, yes. All right. Well, Scott Delosio is calling in. He's the announcer at Paris Auto Speedway. Because the other thing we try to do is, is support and help the local tracks. Because you know better than anybody, mm-hmm. once yeah. a track closes, you'll never He was never naming them in the green room. No, it's, all it's, the tracks. It's, they're not coming back. I wear a Cajon Speedway jacket. To a race events, and I hunt the promoter down, and I say, "Don't let this happen to you." Right? Because everybody knows Cajon Speedway. Right? Yeah. If you lived in Southern Cal, you knew about that. Right group. by the airport, right there. Right? Yeah. And it's still there. <laughs> you should ride my bicycle over there. And it's still a dirt. Did mom lock. know? 
Eh, she got me in trouble a couple times. <laughs> just watch it. I was a little late coming home. Yeah. <laughs> the street lights were on. Say, Mom, you should have just let me get a faster bike. Yeah. <laughs> good argument. All right. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, Scott Delosio is calling in, and he's going to tell us about last night's wild and woolly racing at Paris Auto Speedway. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back. This is Racer Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This race is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway, where I'm telling you what, nobody goes faster than Paris Auto Speedway, and it's dirt. And they had a wonderful event last night, but you need to go to parisautospeedway.com, check out the schedule, mark your calendar, because I'm going to tell you, once you go, you'll never stop going. All right, we got Scott Delosio. He is the announcer at Paris Auto Speedway. If anybody knows how the action went, it would be him. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you guys doing down there? Trying to stay Great. trying to stay cool. How about you? Sweating. Uh, about the same. It's actually, you know, it's not, it's not too bad here. It's about ninety four degrees, so yeah. Um you know, when I got to the racetrack yesterday, it was 103, so oh. it's a lot better than that. Was it really? Oh, that's right. You're out there in that valley. Yeah. Well, there, you know, the racetrack's right on the edge of the desert. Yeah. Which, you got to expect that this time of year. Yes. Um, we get people from other areas who come around, and, you know, they'll come early in the year, and it's like, they end up freezing their you-know-what's mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Nighttime. <laughs> and yeah, I tell them, it's. We're on the edge of the desert. The desert's a cold place as well as a hot place. Sure so is. actually last night, you know, after after like six o'clock, seven o'clock, actually about seven, seven thirty probably actually got really nice. You know, when I think I left, I think it was like eighty degrees. There's a nice breeze. Mm. Um you know, eighty's still too warm for the night, but that breeze really made it nice. So mm. it's pretty nice then. So what'd you got what'd you have going last night? Uh, USAC CRA Sprint Cars were back again, and you know who won again at the eighth time in 13 races this year? Um, Brody Roa, so he increased his point lead. Wow! Um, I had a good battle early on with Tommy Malcolm, who you guys had on about, oh, I don't know, about a month ago, and then Tommy unfortunately tagged the wall, and actually A.J. Bender in that gas chassis that uh, the Sexton's put together down there. Uh, Best run they've had. It's the best run AJ has ever had in CRA. Mm. Awesome. The best run for that car because finished second to Brody, and they were not far behind him at the finish, so that was good news for them. And Cody Williams finished third the last two times he's been at Paris. He destroyed race cars each time. Mm. So, you know, he actually missed the race in Bakersfield, and it was good to see him have some good luck finally because that's a real, really, really nice crew, nice people and all that, and he's a good guy, and to see them you know, hampered money-wise, losing two cars, two straight races. Um, we're just good to see him up there finishing the money. And he he just became a dad for the fourth time just a few weeks ago. So good on him. And talking about that, Brody Rose can do the same thing for the Ooh. second time on Thursday. Wow. That's fantastic. So it was a good night had by all. Good night had by all. Uh, we had our uh, young guns race with them. A uh, kid we got to get on the show sometime. I didn't realize the kid say kid he just graduated from high school but he's an actor and a dancer really um he won his third race of the year in the young guns um second generation driver at simi valley's name's blake hendrickson mm. or blake hendricks i'm sorry um 
And then in our seniors, a guy is celebrating his 69th birthday one. So that was kind of cool on him. Wow. And uh, guy was running with us. I think it's his third year. I think he started running in Night of Destruction, then moved up to factory stocks last year. And I think he's going up to street stocks next year. A guy named David Stites, a local realtor, he won last night. So it's a good, fast show. You know, we were... We started racing at 7.05 like normal, and we were done about, I want to say about 9.45. Oh, that's nice. 9.45. That's wow, that's nice. that sounds like a good, fast, clean, fun night. No, that's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, the last thing we want to do is keep people in there sure. more than three hours because, you know, tension span starts mm-hmm. to go away, especially mm-hmm. if you have kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You get bored. And when it comes to that next Saturday night, if they got bored, mom, dad asking, you want to go to the races? Yeah. And they remember they're bored and say, no, guess what? Right. They ain't coming back to the races. So that's that's a key thing with us. We're, uh, we've are we always tried to get people in and out as fast as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do a thing right now, uh, changing up the music some we've been playing. <laughs> We're trying to upgrading the music uh, to a faster, more exciting music, let's say. <laughs> And who is picking I, out I that music? I was just wondering that, too. Um, basically, I gave Don a, a tune list. I know Brendan you know. is behind me probably going, I could help, I could help. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> do you need a good, because uh, that guy, he is Mr. Uh, Mr. Music Man. Mr. Music Man. Well, we could we could use him. At, I'm not, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm gonna say yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, you just tell him the genre. And he will figure out a way to come up with it. Yep, he's well, nodding his head. You no, know, it's not. It's not very not good for radio. <laughs> it's not just a genre because you've got so many different types of music, right? Or yeah. so many tastes of music in the grandstand. Yes. You have to try to please everyone. It's the right. feeling you want to And don't, and don't you want? Get, yeah, the music has to kind of flow with the evening. The music has to be upbeat. Right. We ain't to no damn funeral. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's got to be upbeat. It's got to be exciting. I mean, I, I tell people, it's like, listen to the music when you go to a World of Outlaws race. Oh, yeah. Or a big race. You know, you ain't, we're not. You're not falling asleep. Yeah, it's not a car show of expensive old cars we got here going. It's a friggin' dirt track. That's right. <laughs> you know, he's, 900 horsepower car. Yeah, very fast dirt track. He's even changing the way he's talking. We ain't. He's freaking like he's feeling. <laughs> well, this because argument. he's passionate like, yeah, about exactly. it. <laughs> well, Scott likes a good show. Oh yeah, it's like you know, part of the package. It's part of the package, and that's what the whether fans, the fans are conscious of it or not. Right. Well, yeah. they don't have to be conscious, yeah. but they you want them to walk out the door and say, "Wow, yeah. that was a great the whole night." Feeling of it and the music is an added bonus. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Uh, me too. Yeah, we brought back. You know, I don't know for the last couple of years. It started with COVID, really. We came back from COVID. We couldn't have um, the fans on the track with the drivers. Um, You know, we started bringing that back with our stock cars, with the candy giveaway deal. We hadn't done a while in the sprint cars. It's just, Mm. we got to do that. Mm -hmm. And we did it last night. You know, people had a, they had a great time. We didn't bring the fans down to the track till after like we normally do. But we put the drivers on the track Mm -hmm. for on-track introductions before the main event, where they stand next to their car. That goes back to the days of Ascot. Yeah. You know? I mean, that goes back to Ascot. and We got away from that. It's like, we got to put fun back in this deal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because you got to build that relationship between the fans and the drivers without their helmets. 
yeah, a particular well, driver, right. I'm going to show up because they're racing, right. I'm going to support right. them. Yeah. Well, you know, we did that forever, kind of got away from it. Um, like I say, it started with the COVID deal and talking to a few drivers a couple weeks ago. It's like, you know, the fans don't know who we are. It's right. like, right, exactly. That's why we need to get interaction back again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, and not just after the race going into the pits. You know, it's nice right. that they can see who's racing so they can say, oh, I want to follow that guy or that girl. Yeah, are the pits open after the final checkered flag? Always. Okay. Always, yeah. like Barona, that's yeah. cool. I mean, yeah, it is everywhere. Night of Destruction is a little bit different because the pits are out back, so right. a lot of people don't go back for that. Oh, right. But all our, oval events, mm-hmm. all our oval events, you know, we encourage people to go down there. Um, you know, tell them that the drivers, you know, support your favorite driver, buy a T-shirt. Right. You know, give you free autographs but you get in your extra change you know uh, buy a t-shirt or something from right, that's where you get your Help pictures you get down the road yeah you get your pictures i throw taken. kids in my car yeah you yeah. drove yeah. them in it no i just say hey if you want to get in you it. can get in just don't step on the exhaust is my only rule <laughs> <laughs> or else i'm not racing tonight yeah <laughs> but i remember sitting in my first race car i was i was 42 but i felt like a seven-year-old how excited i was mom take a picture I was five, and it was an indoor uh, sprint car in Oakland, California. That sounds loud. Scott might even remember the days when they used to run indoors. Yeah, yeah, they still do a little bit in the Midwest. You think? Chili Bowl. No, these are nothing like what the Chili Bowl is. Mm. Yeah, no. These are tiny places. Right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Chili Bowl is small. These these were all tiny. Tiny. They still do that. Yeah. They still do that in Port Wayne, Indiana. They've done that yeah. for years there. Yeah. Um, they do one. They actually run late models indoors, which is wow, loud. the uh, oh. the dome in uh, St. Louis, which is a crazy show. Late models and modifieds. And they run midgets at some of those smaller tracks, too, which are, <clears throat> say, smaller tracks are tiny compared even to the Chili Bowl. I can't believe they run something smaller than that. Which, oh, chili Bowl looks like a little bull ring. Are you pulling up a picture? I was trying, but I can't find it. <laughs> you know how that goes. Well, I like it. He said, chili bowl small. These were tiny. Yeah, these were that tiny, puts it tiny, in perspective tiny, for me. tiny, tiny. Yeah. Well, what's coming what's up next? next? Yeah. Uh, we're back to stock cars and IMCA modified. So I think we got five divisions this Saturday. Wow. And we get a week off. And then I think we run three straight weeks. We have mm. Night of Destruction August 5th. I know we have sprint cars on the 19th, and I think we run stock cars again on the 12th. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think we get like three or four weeks off at that point. Oh, wow. You what know, you- maybe, I don't know, Don, Don you, they used to take uh, a lot of August off and go on vacation. I mean, right now you get to August and September. It's so hot. You know, Mid-July, first you're battling the heat, and then you know, it's getting near the end of the summer vacation. There's people going back to school, so they're doing other things before they have to go back to school. So, right. well, will they be able to? Times. Will they be able to rent a track during while he's gone, or does he need to be there? Um, pretty much, as long as he knows in advance. Uh, anybody you can rent at any time. I know I had an emergency with a guy down your way last week. Wanted to rent it, and I didn't realize Don was still out of town. But mm-hmm. yeah, he goes, I'm, "I'm out of town. I can't get back fast enough." Uh, yeah. But normally, if they know in advance. Um, probably can put it together. Yeah. And it's always available. You sure. Know, uh, anybody wants to rent the track, give the office a call, and they'll give you the price. Like there was a practice out there today where there was probably nine cars. Oh, wow. So a lot of guys do, a lot of guys and gals do, is, you know, if they're going to have a practice, they'll put the word out. Yep. So they can all share the cost. Yeah. In it. Sure. Which is smart. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's over the last few years, it's gotten a little more expensive because now you have to have an EMT there at all times right. and stuff like that, which you know wasn't like that originally. Right. Uh, I think back in the old old days, it's like practice night end up turning to be probably some nights better than racing was on regular race nights. Yeah. You know, now it's basically limited to one car on the track at a time type stuff. Oh, okay. Well, and you know, really, when you stop and think about it, when you rent the track, that's kind of the purpose of it is to right. test, test and tune and get your get your your act together and and you know you almost don't want anybody out there on there with you well it, it's that and you know if something happens and then like you got to tell go tell the insurance company the two guys are on the track at the same time you got a big problem at that point yeah, not good all right buddy hey well thank you very much for taking time out of your day we always enjoy chatting with you and uh keep them going Listeners, you get guys up there. Stay cool down there. You got it, buddy. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break when we come back. We're going to have some more radical Radical. Right here on Racer Radio FM, Racer Radio, FM, uh-huh. 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Certified car clinic. Boy, I tell you, he can work on your everyday car and your race car. How do I know that? Because he has an in-house dyno. He doesn't fool around. He can prove what he does, whether you're a drag racer, sand car, dirt car, circle car. doesn't make any difference. Certified car clinic. Go see the guys. Certifiedcarcare.net. Certifiedcarcare.net. All right. Yes, dear, with your three fingers up. Three fingers. There's three things I still want to bring up. Go for it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the first one could be true, false, real quick. Because I know Dave, you know, he probably wants to talk about other things. Is Not it me. true that Evil Knievel gave you a, a Harley Davidson? Uh, yes. Okay. Wanted to make. That's another. I could do an interview with you on that too because I've had that experience. Yeah, he's a he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's a funny <laughs> he guy. Was. He was a funny guy. To we po- had a great. He was great though meeting him. And was he very polite when, in the very beginning? Because uh, he know, didn't want to talk to me. He wanted a oh, okay. he wanted a McDonald's cheeseburger. <laughs> Otherwise, he wasn't going to do the event. Oh no, he was Wait, adamant. like that's on his rider. I want a McDonald's. No, no, cheeseburger. he did. His PR lady set it up. That's a, okay, at the Del Mar Mile when they used to race out of Del Mar. Right. And he says, "I'm not talking to anybody until I get my cheeseburger." That's hilarious. So I said, well, "Fine." He was pretty quiet normally, though. Yeah, but he was a regular at Ascot, also. Yeah. You know, and we raced there Wednesday nights and Friday nights. So I ran into him a few times there. Not literally. Not literally this time. Let's no, just clarify. No, no. This is even. I talked to talking. him. Okay. How far into his Evil career Knievel. would you say? This was at the end. You know, oh, okay. later. You know, after the Snake River right. and all that kind of stuff and everything. And I didn't know him super well, but I re- talked to him there, yeah. and I, you know, he gave me a Harley, gave Brock a Harley too. You know, because we raced that sure um, motocross race. Not, a, not a model did, Harley, a real one of those races. Yeah, I won. I have the the, pla- the trophy and stuff too. And 
Oh yeah, Snake River. Snake River. Yep. You, yes. you, you, jump, you jump Snake River? No, no. <laughs> I, was, I was standing there, though, and the video shows me standing there whenever he took off. You're not that radical. Yeah. You're not that radical. Uh, that, it was, that rocket ship he had, I don't know. It might have been fun. <laughs> don't, don't you love it? What He, he was interviewed. I interviewed him as well. I said, so, I said, have you ever gotten an engineer in any of your jumps? He goes, yeah, Snake River. And you've seen how that turned out. Because <laughs> he did everything himself. Right. Yeah, he did. And he jumped on the bikes that weighed a ton, and nope. you know, no, no, no travel, no. Yeah, uh, I know. I, interv- I interviewed him, and I wasn't thinking. Yeah. So I said, "So, what do you think of Robbie? You know, how would Robbie? Are you kidding? Have you seen the wheel travel that kid's got? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He couldn't. He got all grumpy, but that's. And then sorry. you handed him another cheeseburger. Yeah, pretty, yeah, 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 pretty much. I should have that. There's yeah. no doubt about it. So I guess this is kind of an important question. How many motorcycles do you still own? You know, I don't own that many. I got a few. My wife doesn't know about everyone. Oh, my gosh. First it's your mother. (laughs) Now it's your wife. Now I know why you two hang out. (laughs) Yeah, Mike's in the same problem I got. (laughs) You know. Hey, those are customer bikes, you know? Oh! oh. Or honey, we had that oh. one. We've had that a long time. See, oh. That's what I do, because I collect antique radios. Yeah. She goes, did you get another radio? I go, no, no, no. I just moved them around, yeah. just so they look oh, you know, for guys. display. And that's what she says. She goes, that's been sitting there quite a while. Oh, yeah. You need to dust it every once in a while and move it around. See, yeah. we rotate them from his exactly. place to my house. Oh, well, that works. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Any, any bikes of historical value or i've i've had some of my old suzuki's and stuff oh, also yeah. and then i've got one old honda that i had and then that's about it I've, do you live here local i live in um uh, uh, menifee oh menifee it was quail valley but now okay. they call it menifee Thanks for coming down yeah Appreciate, well, i came down for the indian, indian, food. indian food yeah <laughs> that was a great experience all that way for indian food. all right what have you got oh oh, oh thank you uh um so Ron, just so you know, you're the only the second person I've done this with. Uh oh. Um, brought in a picture. Uh oh. I did this with Lars Larson, and I brought in quite a few, and I didn't bring in probably my favorite one, and it's the one he had hoped I'd brought in. So this time, I still I brought in my favorite one uh, with you. Don't rain it. And uh, if you, I want you guys to look at it real quick. <laughs> Look why Why that picture? So, I, well, there's three reasons. Well, that was so, Bruce. Uh, that was one. That was one of the reasons I wanted to confirm. That is uh, NBC broadcaster formerly known as Bruce Jenner. Correct. <laughs> yes. That's priceless. Uh, yes. Uh, but what also I liked is um, it's not, for the listeners who can't see it, it's not like an action shot. You know, well, you're not get, getting air. Yeah. yeah. But I still love it because everybody has said how much, how cool you are, approachable, likable. And I think this kind of shows it. You're smiling in this picture and it and has sunglasses. no goggles. Exactly. <laughs> so this was my favorite uh, mm. that I wanted to bring in. And I picked it up at Walgreens on the way here. And the poor lady that works in the um, photo section got an earful about you. And I'm sure she's not into motorcycles. Yeah, because I pull. I always pull it out just to make sure they're giving me the right one. I was like, "Oh, this is Radical Ron Turner. He's local, 974. La 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 la. He don't wear goggles." And she's just like looking at me, smiling and nodding. <laughs> A bobblehead. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. then I go, "Oh." And she go, and you know what she did? Oh, shout out to Stella at Walgreens on Navajo and Lake Murray. She gave me this pen so I could get an autograph. 
<laughs> if you wouldn't uh, mind. Isn't that so sweet? Do you want it on the front or the back? On the front. Please. But I thought, I, I love that, that picture because it's probably the last thing someone would expect. It's not an action shot. But and you're going to put it in a frame and you're going to hang it on Jenner, your wall. the smile. You're then you got to get ass. Bruce's autograph. You mean uh, Caitlin. It's Caitlin, Caitlin now. That's what I- <laughs> Caitlin now. Are you going to sign this now, Caitlin? Or, yeah. uh, or Bruce? <laughs> Which That'd one are you going to do? That'd be Oh, oh, scratch, scratch. So, uh, yeah, did the AMA allow you to race with sunglasses versus they, goggles? They say in protective lenses. There you go. So, it's goggles or... Okay. They never gave probably- me any problems with it. You know, and I did wear goggles at certain sometimes and everything. But my motto is if, if you get the whole shot, you don't need goggles. Yeah. You know? ah. it, it, didn't always, it didn't always happen. But it was the right idea. It was the right idea. 974 times. Yeah, right? <laughs> so did you ever have a problem with uh, just the sunglasses? Um, speaking <laughs> of that, at the Snake River, it was muddy yeah. and rainy and every, and track was terrible. So I had to take my glasses off. And I handed them to a flag guy because I can't see without them, really. Right. So the last three laps at Snake River, I, you know, finished the race. And I went back to him and got my glasses because I couldn't see out of them. Well, was, wait a minute. You ran the race without glasses because you can't see. He well, ran them blind. Yeah. It was, what was it, Braille? Yeah. You know, you, know the, you know the bumps and you know the ruts and everything. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> true. The stream of flags. So yeah. just like a stream yeah. of color on either side. Or... I bet you he could see perfectly yeah. in his mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also wanted to bring up, if you didn't mind, your involvement in the Legends and Heroes. And if you would expand like what that is and how you're involved um, Michael and Frank at Legends and Heroes has brought me on to kind of consult and talk to them, you know, about the historics of the motorcycles and the time, you know, because it's fading. It's fading away. The new, you know, new era doesn't do the same thing. We mm-hmm. have the old bikes at the Supercrosses, Nationals, and there's so many people that still love that. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and I spend my time there and I talk to the people and meeting people that raced in my era and, and the and day on those. We have a replica bike uh, of Ron's race bike there. So even though Brock Glover is our spokesperson, has been for 10 years, uh, Ron, Ricky Johnson, David Bailey, and Mercedes Gonzalez have all con- agreed to come on for 2024. Mm-hmm. And, and they will be uh, guiding us. Because we want to represent the sport, we we want to educate the youth, and we have some new things happening for 2024. We're really excited about. We have a new museum, static museum that we're opening up. That's mm-hmm. 5,000 square feet. It's actually 6,800 with the mezzanine, right. 125 bikes, and we have. We're actually going to have right the actual riding gear, trophies, mementos from all of these riders and racers of the past. They have all their stuff in the closet or in the exactly in the garage in a box. That's why I asked you. About about your bikes i didn't realize you guys were putting a museum together which is a perfect place to display your product because you're right the younger generation and that's why Brittany and i do what we do because we get a lot of the the vintage riders coming in that were superstars back in the day uh and we give you a give let people learn about you yeah you know because otherwise have you written a book no well there you go i need to write a book i know but now you can't remember anything <laughs> no, he I remember it a lot, but I just remember. can't put it on paper. <laughs> um, and this is free with admission, correct? The, the museum will be free, um, and then also we'll have we'll have some 
uh, parts available because the, the museum will be off the 8 freeway in Ocotillo. So a lot of riding this takes place out there thing, during the winter. Correct. This is a whole separate thing you're talking yeah, about now. Within, within the museum. Talk, though, to, the, talk be, to the mic. There, there will go. be an actual bike. Uh, Website? Uh, legendsandheroes.org. Legend. Legends with an S. Legendsandheroes.org. Mm-hmm. And then you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, Legends and Heroes uh, Mobile Museum at Supercross and Outdoor this year. 40 venues next year. Right. Yeah. So, Ron, you run the website? <laughs> I, I don't think so. have the impression no, no. That, that he wants to sign up for that. <laughs> no, I'm not a You're smart. I, just, smart. I, I, t- I like talking. I like I doing, know. you know. What oh, was wait. that? Wait, First what you did you, you just say? Like I, I like talking. I never on the radio before oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank we can't Ron. thank you enough for coming in, Mike. Thanks for hooking yeah, us up. My you. wife says hi to you and Shorty. And the doggy. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie. Well, tell her Ollie and I said hello. She will be happy to hear that. All right. Don't go anywhere, folks. Gun Owners Radio, right around the corner. FM 961 AM 